Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good, clean, fun. Bridgestone. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily, the automotive information machine that never sleeps. It's April 10th, I'm John McElroy, and here's what's happening in the wonderful world of automobiles. I say chaps, what's up with this? While most of Europe is in an automotive meltdown, looks like somebody forgot to tell British car buyers that there's a financial crisis going on. Wards reports that for the last three months, sales of new vehicles in the United Kingdom have gone up. Not by much, mind you, less than 1%, but that's still much better than anyone expected. You know, maybe the same thing is happening in England that we see happening in the United States. The auto industry is leading the economy out of the recession. Anyone who follows Formula One knows that it is a tangled web of political machinations, insider intrigue, Machiavellian plots, and mountains of money. And now the private owners that holds the majority of Formula One stock, CVC Capital Partners, wants to issue an IPO to raise $2 billion. That IPO represents 20% of all the holdings in Formula One, which suggests the entire F1 circus is worth at least $10 billion. By comparison, the 32 teams in the National Football League in the U.S. are estimated to be worth about $32 billion. The best brands in the automotive business manage to keep about two-thirds of their customers, that is about two out of three people buy another vehicle from the same brand the next time they need a new one. But not with hybrids. R.L. Polk says loyalty to gas electric vehicles in the U.S. was just 35% last year. And that figure drops to 25% if the Toyota Prius is pulled out of the equation. Hybrid buyers just are not coming back for seconds, but they are staying loyal to their brands. For instance, 60% of Toyota hybrid owners purchase another Toyota, even though it may not be a hybrid. Interestingly though, buyers in eco-conscious cities like Los Angeles, San Diego, and Portland, Oregon are no more loyal to hybrids than drivers in other parts of the country. If you're not aware that Honda is behind the eight ball, please extricate yourself from the boulder that you've been trapped under for the last five years. The company was once a technological leader, but now it's an also-ran. And sadly, the same is true of Acura. The luxury brand's upcoming RLX flagship will come with HD radio, a feature that other automakers have offered for years. Amongst other things, it makes AM stations sound almost as good or better than FM, but the trouble is, HD can drift in and out of HD. You'll be driving along, listening to crystal clear audio, and then out of the blue, it'll start sounding like something from the 1930s. In some cars, Volvos come to mind. HD seems to work fine, but in just about everything else, I find HD to be very annoying. Chrysler announced it will be the first automaker to offer in-vehicle wireless charging for smartphones or MP3 players. The feature will be offered through Mopar and will be first available on the new Dodge Dart. 
All you have to do is place your phone in a bin located just below the center stack. And once the car is turned on, it will start charging automatically. The wireless charger works with iPhones, Blackberries, and Droid-based phones. It costs $200 plus installation and also includes a special case for the phone, which is needed for it to charge. Well, this is bound to happen sooner or later. Bloomberg reports that BMW just sold more cars in China than in the U.S. for the first time. In the first quarter, the company sold just over 80,000 vehicles in China, which is over 4,000 more than it sold in the U.S. The strong growth in China helped BMW post record global sales last year, but as we reported recently, the luxury market in China is slowing down, which is forcing luxury makers to slash prices. Hey, a quick correction here. Yesterday, I identified Jessica LaFond as model responsible for the Ram trucks. I was wrong. She's model responsible for Chrysler's minivans, and model responsible is Chrysler's internal way of saying she is the chief engineer. I'm Seamus McElroy in the Nevada desert, and coming up, a look at the Fiat 500 Abarth. Reducing exhaust emissions, airified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability, DowAerify.com. Back in the late 1950s, auto designer and racing enthusiast Carl Abarth converted a Fiat 500 into a race car that went on to break six international records in its first year of production. Eventually, the Abarth brand became part of the Italian automaker, but by the early part of this century, it was rarely used. However, five years ago, Fiat resurrected Abarth in Europe, and now the performance version of the Cinquecento is heading to the U.S. While the 500 Abarth doesn't look much different than the base model, it's what's underneath the sheet metal that sets it apart. Powertrain is completely different from the base car. You have a 1.4, which is about the only thing that's the same. They're both 1.4 liter engines. But this one is a 1.4 liter twin intercooled turbocharged four cylinder and internally it's completely different. I mean this is built to handle the demands of the high horsepower this puts out. It puts out 117 horsepower per liter which is a very high specific output for, per liter. It has a forged crankshaft, forged connecting rods, full floating pistons with, that are actually oil cooled. I mean this is, this is race technology in this engine. It has a very high capacity five speed manual transmission, equal length drive shafts to handle that extra power, and then of course a completely different suspension to make sure that the car stays in the control and has electronic torque transfer system to make sure that you get all the traction you need at all times. Even though it was built for the track, fuel economy wasn't sacrificed. Its combined rating is 31 miles per gallon. The interior also features race-inspired cues including performance seats in the front, a steering wheel with a flat bottom, and a turbo boost gauge. The 500 Abarth is a fun car to drive and has a cool throaty sounding exhaust. But even Fiat admits it won't sell a whole lot of them. So why bother adding a performance car to its lineup? The Abarth's really the halo for the whole brand. Um, we want to give people the, the vision of what their 500 can be. Not everyone will buy an Abarth. Not everyone wants a track ready, everyday performance car, but some people are going to want to aspire to that and they're going to want some elements of that. So they'll take this as an idea of what they can do with their 500. Pricing for the 500 Abarth starts at $22,700, but that also includes a day at the track. Every customer that buys an Abarth gets a full day track experience. Professional driving school that they go to 
learn all about the car, learn about the, the physical limitations of the car, and also make them a better driver so they fully understand everything that they bought. No one in the segment offers anything like that. The Abarth will be in dealerships this spring. Later in the year, an electric version will be introduced, and next year, Fiat will come out with a four-door for the American market. In Pahrumpf, Nevada, I'm Seamus McElroy. A day at the track? That's a great idea. I hope other automakers jump onto that one. Say, don't forget to join us Thursday night for AutoLine After Hours, the irreverent show that takes you behind the scenes. We'll have David Rand joining us. He was the executive director of advanced design at General Motors and just got back from a stint in China where he worked with the Chang'an Car Company. Join me and that outrageous auto extremist, Peter DeLorenzo, for the best insider information in the business. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.